This is the smell of the leftover tuna fish sandwich you left in your lunchbox over the weekend in a wimpy trash bag. Wimpy, wimpy, wimpy! Blech! And this is the smell of that same sandwich in a hefty, ultra-strong trash bag. Hefty, hefty, hefty! Ah, <sighs> smell the difference? Hefty Ultra Strong has Arm & Hammer with continuous odor control, so no matter what's inside your trash... Hmm. You can stay one step ahead of Stinky. And for a bigger jobs, try the superior strength of hefty large black bags. Here we go. Well, thanks for listening to the LCR Media Podcast, where we get to know the pros. I'm your host, LCR Naylor Taliaferro, and on today's IBG episode, going to make it short and sweet for you, as our friend of the show, Brian Fullerton, likes to say, and then fast forward an hour and we're over. <laughs> I'm just messing with you, but uh, it's it's a podcast, right? It's all about talking and, and, and getting our ideas and thoughts out there and having fun. But what I wanted to do is dive a little bit deeper into a topic that I addressed back on episode 41 one titled uh, How I Built the Tightest Routes on YouTube, where I explained my strategy and success for my lawn maintenance business and how I made over six figures in only three neighborhoods with route density. Uh, It took many years to get to that point, but I really talked about the basics and everything about that in episode 41. So you can definitely go back and check that out after this. But I wanted to dive a little bit deeper with that that philosophy, that that meaning, that mindset, that strategy, I guess you'll say, of route density and how many layers and different levels to route density there can be that you can use to your advantage, to your business success. So really, it comes down to an idea that I had. And I'm sure there's plenty of people or at least someone else out there that maybe isn't on social media or I just didn't catch it on social media or whatever if they posted it or shared it um, that that has this idea and or is is executing this idea but I just want to you know say that I don't see anyone doing that in my neighborhood um, unless it's like just for you know, like an emergency situation, like it's not like an actual strategy that they put in place on a weekly basis and they don't have any plans on on changing it if anything they're you know building onto that or whatever as, as their basic company, you know, strategy, uh, for success. So what my idea is, um, is that my routes are so dense and it kind of evolved from having staffing issues. As I've talked about many episodes prior to this over the course of the summer, a lot of us, a lot of you have experienced that and may still be experiencing that. It's kind of one of those things, like I've said many, many times, it it, it never really ends. It's always a revolving door. It's always something we have to keep our eye on. There's definitely people that do better at it than others. I mean, there's companies out there that I know folks on social media that have had employees for you know over 20 years or they've had like their first employee ever that still works for them and so on. And and of course, they're not doing the same job. They've definitely evolved over time and grown with the company, in the company, with the company. So, I mean, it's not like there's, if if it's just a law maintenance company, you don't have someone just, you know, weed whacking uh, the same properties for 20 years. You know, I mean, that I, I don't know if there's anyone's out there doing that, but, you know, the point is there's, there's definitely, um, pros and cons, good times, bad times, you know, it's not all struggles. It's not all gloom and doom. Um, but it's definitely a challenge for sure. Even for those, those companies that have good employees 
for, you know, 20 years or, or whatever, there's definitely of, there's definitely people in between all that, right? There's definitely still turnover and part-timers and those are the hardest ones to come by. And, you know, when you can offer full-time, you can kind of find a different type of person that's willing to make a career out of it or at least work many years um, to maybe get to the next point in their life and but they need to support their family or just pay their bills or whatever or try something else, try, try something new and so on. So part-timers definitely makes it more tricky, I believe. I feel for, you know, um, for retention, all that. So it's... It, it's always been a challenging thing in our industry. Again, you know, I've said this to, to uh, nauseam, I believe is Caleb Allman, another friend of the show, a kid contractor podcast. Uh, he said that recently, that's like his new favorite word or something. I think on one of his episodes that I caught, but I definitely think I've said this and talked about staffing and labor issues and all that um, at nauseam for sure. And I know a lot of us have too, you know, and on our own, our own things, but it all kind of stemmed in this idea kind of stemmed from that or evolved from that because I was struggling to find people it was still growing. You know, that it's, it's now in 2021, there's a ton of people looking for work, but there's not enough workers to get the work done. So if you're, if you're trying to grow, it's like, you're kind of tricked into the fact where you're like, Oh man, this is so great. Like, you know, there's so much work coming. I can really grow and this is awesome. But at the same time, you get ahead of yourself and you get overwhelmed and, you know, now all of a sudden you don't like, maybe you need to add people, you know, to accommodate the extra work, maybe start a second crew or a third crew or whatever is going on in your, in your business and you can't find people or worse, worse than that, you actually lose people. Like, you can't find people and you lose people. Um, so that, which, which just kind of was a situation I was in at one point earlier in, in the summer and it was really stressful and I didn't want to like stop taking out work. I didn't want to put that message out there on my voicemail that we're no longer accepting new clients or, you know, I didn't want to pull the plug and all that stuff because it took so long to build that momentum. The last thing you want to do is just, just stop it. You know, you don't want to turn that faucet off, but sometimes you do have to dial it back a little bit. So the water's not gushing out, you know, and the bucket's overflowing. You might want to dial that back a little bit. So it's a little more controllable, a little more manageable. So you're not spilling water all over the place. So, uh, anyway, I was going through those different trials and tribulations and trying to find people and growing and not wanting to, you know, stop, like I said. And now that I've started to kind of find a little more structure, a little more stable employees with, with some potential, like there's just been different ideas and different potential employees and situations, past employees wanting to come back and so on. And I'm just always thinking of different ideas and that kind of stuff sparks more ideas, which is good, whether the people come back or not, whether a new person works at or not, obviously that's, that stinks, but it always kind of helps me think next level, you know? So like, it's like, like say, say I hire someone or I'm interviewing someone that seems good and I, you know, I make them an offer and they seem excited or whatever and they accept. And it's like, you know, all the way up to before they even start working and I automatically my wheels start turning in my, in my mind. And I'm like, oh, okay, I'm going to schedule them on these days. I'm going to train them on this. But now we can do this and that. And how am I going to, how are we going to get these services done and these services? Maybe I can break this up, break that up and start a second crew or whatever. Like all these things, I'm just constantly thinking of what's the next thing. And instead of just, you know, sticking with the, the same old, same old status quo or whatever. But so, and, and then even if that person like backs out the last minute or comes to work and they just don't work out, I'm like, oh man, that was a fail. Like they just, you know, they, they're not doing 
what they kind of said they were going to do or whatever they you know or or they they just they can't handle it on their own and they quit or whatever the deal is i still had that thinking you know but before like leading up to that and it's like okay well that stinks back to the drawing board but now i have this concept in my in my head i have some different ideas so i can kind of just whenever i find the next person i can continue that idea and fill in that 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 spot or whatever and even in, in that case and even sometimes i can still utilize whoever i have with the same idea with that same idea that evolved from like a new hire or whatever and i can try and incorporate that tweak it and still incorporate it in my business with the people that i have so ultimately what all that led to was i was thinking about you know for for the longest time i've been wanting to get a like my goal is to to continue growing, get to a second crew and potentially a third crew, but at least two crews. I don't want to get you know big or anything. I want a nice small multiple crew lawn maintenance business um, that's e- easier to manage for me. You know, I I know my my uh, my comfort zone, my restrictions, my, my my strengths basically. You know, I know you know we're, we're our own worst enemy and all that. But from my past experiences in retail management, I always did better managing smaller, less busy stores because it gave me time to think and strategize and come up with a lot of great ideas, really work with the employees, um, really uh, get good relationships with the the customers and so on versus their super busy, high volume stores that we call them that it was just go, go, go all the time. And it was exhausting. And like, I never had time to stop and think. I'd go in the office and try and work on something or look at reports or do the schedule. And it was constant like phone ringing, knocks on the door, paging me on the walkie talkie or the uh, intercom or something. It was like, oh my God, like I had to like go in my car in the parking lot or work from home, which was even worse, you know? So like, just like it focus and concentrate on stuff. Cause it's just constantly busy. There's always pro- like not problems, but there's always stuff going on. As my business grows and I plan to send guys out on their own, I've been looking into tracking software for trucks. I've partnered with GPS Track It to explore this option and share my experiences with you guys. So follow along on Instagram at Long Care Rookie, as well as this podcast as I update you with my results. GPS Track It is a software that can pretty much track almost anything on your truck. You can, you know, see the mileage, uh, gas, idle time, obviously where it's going, when, and you can get traffic updates, alerts, try and figure out maybe better routes. So it's just all around going to make your your work, your fleet, your work trucks, and everything more efficient. So I'm just diving into this and exploring more and more options of ways that I can track different things and reports that you can generate. You can have alerts daily, weekly, monthly, and so on so that you can get this information uh, and keep track of it to really manage your fleet. So it's something as you're growing uh, for you to really be as efficient as possible. So go ahead in the link um, in the show description and you can check out GPS Track It for yourself. Click on that link and go ahead and Uh, figure out if this is something that you want to explore yourself and get a tour. I know there's people that are, that are better at that. People just love the hustle and bustle and they're thinking on the fly super fast. That's not how my brain works. Give me enough time. I can solve just about any problem convinced. But if you make, if you rush me, then it, it just, it's just too much and it's overwhelming for me. So anyway, the bottom line is I, I know what my, what I, what my strengths are, my strengths and weaknesses. And then I want to focus on that. There's no sense in forcing myself to be something that I'm not and try you know, or try and grow in an area that is just going to, it's just going to be harder for me. You know, like, um, I, I think, uh, 
think I remember Brian saying this, um, the most recently anyway, talking about, um, or he, he might've actually given Stan through monkey genetic credit for that too. Or maybe they talked about it on the same episode, but anyway, whoever it was, they were all talking about, it, I believe, I don't remember exactly who to give credit, but the bottom line is they said, uh, you know, if, if we're rated, if our strengths and weaknesses are rated on a scale from one to 10, normally we can only adjust. If we really focus on a particular, uh, strength or weakness, we can only kind of move the needle a couple of points. So if something's a five, it can only go up to a seven. Uh, if something's a seven, it can go up to a nine. So it's like, shouldn't you focus on the strengths, like the sixes and the sevens to get them to eights and nines, or maybe even 10 versus focusing on a two or a three, that's your weakness and only getting up to a five. Like how is that going to benefit anything? You're that's still mediocre. So you really, we really should just be focusing on our strengths. And if anything, you know, sort like outsource our weaknesses, find people to put in place that our weakness is their strength. Uh, but anyway, not to go down, that's a whole nother rabbit hole there that we could go down. But just to focus back on here, um, I, I've learned what I'm good at and what I'm not good at. And obviously that's still going to evolve and change over over time as you get older and mature and more experienced and so on. But so I don't want to get my company too big, but I don't want it to just, I don't want to just be solo or just have one crew because that's just, that's not enough revenue for me or my staff to help put my kids through college, support my family and all that, as well as I, I enjoy being a leader. I enjoy managing. So with one crew, it's kind of like I'm in, in and out of the truck a lot more than I would want to be. Even if I found a crew leader and all that, like it's just not really justifiable in my mind and my structure of my business to just have one crew and be able to generate enough revenue with one crew to have a crew leader and everyone be happy. I feel like for me, two crews with two crew leaders will generate twice, if not two and a half times the revenue as one crew. And we can all work together and I can be more in the background supporting the team, the teams and the, and the business and, and all that kind of stuff, which is, which is the ultimate goal. So I say all that to say, you know, just so that you have that background in case you haven't been following me along at all and don't know what's going on. It's your first podcast. Welcome. <laughs> Thank you for, for listening. Um, but so the, so basically I've been wanting to get to that second crew because I've been at a first crew for years now and kind of at that sticking point where I need to find a crew leader for the, for crew number one so that I can start crew number two with myself being the crew leader for crew number two, which I'm perfectly fine with that. And even if that means temporarily crew number two is me in a truck, um, going out spraying yards and, you know, um, fertilizing yard, you know, all that kind of stuff, treating yards. Even if, if, even if I'm technically the second crew doing that and I have one fully sustainable lawn maintenance crew mowing, trimming shrubs and all that kind of year long maintenance stuff, um, the easier things. Then when we have bigger projects and stuff, I can help them with that. We can all converge and more people on the property and then so on, commercial property, things like that. But ultimately, I haven't had very much luck finding staff, part-time staff, let alone full-time staff to be able to get to that steady one crew and then start working to the second crew. But with different things that have come and gone and get, you know, different people that have come and gone, spark different ideas in my head. And one idea that really stuck with me because of the route density that I have, I was thinking to myself, you know, if I could find enough of the right people, you know, and right now I'm, you know, I'm at that point where I just need one more person to really, you know, really, um, set this idea into motion, you know, uh, but, my routes are so dense that I can, can, I can combine multiple routes, multiple days into one. So like, so, so the way it is right now, it's 
we were Monday through Thursday trying to mow four days a week, but we have so many lawns and in, in, in the same yards in the same uh, neighborhoods, HOAs that we've had to kind of split it to a day and a half for multiple neighborhoods. And it's kind of spread out into five days because certain neighborhoods have more tedious yards than others with pools and all kinds of stuff in the background or in the backyard that takes more time and more tedious and all that kind of stuff. So there, there's a, a variety of things going on there. So what I would love to do is, so say Monday and Tuesday, you know, Say, say we typically we would spend half the day on Monday starting off in one um, neighborhood, one HOA, and then the, the and then Tuesday we would do all of the rest of the yards in that HOA. It's like twenty something yards because doing twenty something yards in one day with two or three guys, myself and one person, or myself and two people. That's you know, especially when it's a hundred degrees like it's been for months. It feels like. Um, that's real feel. He 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 index anyway. Um, you know, shout out a little joke there, jab at Paul Jameson, all about that real feel. He loves when I say that. You know, it's ninety degrees, but that real feels like one hundred and four. It's serious. That humidity and all that stuff. But anyway, <laughs> it's hot is the bottom line. But so having to do like twenty something yards, and, and in some cases you'll be doing three or four uh, houses at one, you know, properties at one time. So you're out in the sun, beating on you with no shade, no clouds, and you're just out there for an hour hour and a half working on all these houses at the same time like commercial property it's great for saving time and energy as far as um, like gas and lo- loading and unloading that's what route density is all about right you unload everything once and you crush it but when it's 100 degrees out or feels like it you know you're you're it's it really wears you down quick so that's more challenging to do that certain times of the year uh, with only two or three people so what I was thinking was you know if I were to have a second crew and another reason why uh, another for a second crew, I would need a second truck, right? And I haven't bought a second truck. I've looked at a lot of trucks. I've thought about buying trucks, um, but honestly, I just can't find the people to drive the trucks. So it's like, why even, you know, why why even bother? Just keep saving my money or hang on to it or whatever. Use it to spend it on other things to, to grow the business and put the truck on the back burner. So it's like, well, what if all of a sudden I were to stumble across another crew leader type employee or actually find that crew leader, what would I do? Rush out and buy a truck at the end of the year? Like here it is, you know, the end of August going into September, like that's not smart to just buy a truck now. I mean, yes, we still have three months here in central Virginia of mowing and we're going to go, go into fall um, aerating and seeding season and leaf cleanups and all that. So, you know, we're going into the full court press, the final quarter, there's tons of work that's going to be uh, coming up, but that doesn't mean that I should just spend all this money and, and get another truck at the very end of the year. It's something you want to do in the beginning of the year. So you have time to really, um, kind of have that truck pay for itself and, you know, make the money to start paying it off and all that kind of stuff. So to recuperate your, your expenses, your costs and all that. So if I were to get that person right now or sometime in the near future, what would I do? And I just thought about, well, it probably would be easier to do 20 yards, 20 plus yards in that one neighborhood with four people, myself and three people, and we can divide the crew in half. So like literally on some some streets in this neighborhood, there's uh, like six houses spread out. Um, some, some are next to each other. Some are a couple. There's a couple a little bit down the street, a couple more down the street, a couple in the middle, whatever. Um, 
So, and that's six there. And then down the other end of the street, you know, we would drive down there and the other cul-de-sac and there's like three there. And then there's one in the middle. There's four there. So I mean, there's like 10 yards right there, half the yards right there. That takes, that, that takes a little while for two or three guys. But what I was thinking was if I had four people and we divided it up with two different, two mowers, two sets of trimmers and all the equipment that I have, because I could literally start a second crew. I have enough equipment and enough, um, work, you know, enough yards to start a second crew. I just don't have a second truck and I don't have a crew leader. So it's like, okay, now we're just trying to cram it all into one crew and spread it out for the whole length of the week of the work week, which is not what I wanted to do. There's no real wiggle room for anything, you know, that may come up, equipment breakdown or rain or whatever, uh, call outs and so on. So what I was thinking I would do is with all the equipment that I have, so Two people would take a mower, trimmers, blowers, all that stuff, and they would go down the street to a few yards over there. And then the other two of us would go down to the other section of the street with, with our set of equipment. And, you know, we'd leave the truck maybe somewhere in the middle. Maybe I'd drop them off and then go and then pick them up when we're done or whatever. But the bottom line is the whole idea is to be doing multiple yards at the same time. So they could be doing two or three yards at the same time that we're doing two or three yards on a, on, on a further down the street versus all four of us on those two or three yards be done, then drive down to the other two or three yards and do them. Because it's like, to me, it's a similar concept of a solo person that takes maybe an hour to do a yard and you add someone to the team and there's two people. Now it divides everything by in half because you're mowing and trimming at the same time, for example. So you're cutting that time in half. So now instead of an hour, it takes you 30 minutes, hypothetically, for that lawn. I'm thinking bigger, the same thing with four people, and you split them into two groups, two separate crews, but with the same truck and, and or trailer working in the same neighborhood so that we can get twice as much done in in half the time, right? So if it takes us eight hours to do all those yards, we can potentially double the amount that we get done in, in eight hours. So we could should be able to easily get 20 plus yards done in one day, maybe even get done early because we'd be getting them done at the same time. So it wouldn't be putting any additional workload, you know, physically exhausting and all that on anyone. There was, we'd still be doing the same amount of work like the same, you know, two people would be doing the same same amount of work on a couple of yards, the other two on another couple of yards, but they'd be happening at the exact same time. So if it takes us an hour, two people an hour to do two yards, two people an hour to do another two yards, both of us are doing it at the same time. Now we've just gotten four yards done in an hour instead of, you know, all of us working on one yard, you know, then moving to the other, to the other yard or whatever. So, which obviously if all four of us were on two, two yards, it would be a little bit faster than an hour, but at the same time, it's too many people sometimes is, is not good either. Cause then we're kind of tripping over each other and someone's standing around with nothing to do or whatever towards the end. And you want it to kind of be more seamless, but at the same time, you don't want everyone to be exhausted either because we're spread too thin. So anyway, that's kind of my big idea with that. I just need the people for that. Um, so, you know, you're welcome if you think this is like an eye-opening thing, like, oh my gosh, I never thought about that. Because if you think about, you, you're literally doing twice the work with half the cost, right? So instead of having another truck, sending people off on their own, spending more gas, more time to potentially, you know, get lost at the gas station or something or whatever, um, 
you can keep better track of them and we're all together, you know, more teamwork, you know, hanging out, having a good time, but we're spreading out throughout the day and then converging back again to meet up in the truck and trailer and head over to the next section. Then everyone gets out and we'd divide and conquer all over again. And I can do this twice in the week, twice, not just the one day, not just Tuesday, but towards the end of the week with the other big HOA that's now become just as big as the Tuesday HOA, uh, where we also have over 20 yards in that HOA. And that one takes even longer, those 20-something yards, because, like I said, they're more tedious. Some of the yards are, are bigger, have a lot more detail work, pools, lots of landscape features, things like that, tons of mulch beds to edge and trim and all that. So it takes longer, and in the heat, it just feels like an eternity. It's, it feels like it's never-ending. So the more people we have, the better. Like there's one street in that new neighborhood or in that neighborhood that's grown towards the end of the week. There's a new street, I should say, in that neighborhood where we have five houses, five houses. Two of the houses have pools. The other ones don't, but they've got hills, wet spots. I mean, so it ends up being like a combination of different equipment, a push mower here, trimming a whole section there, um, you know, the big mower over here. And, you, you, you know, it's just kind of like everyone's doing whatever. But when there's only two or three of us, it's still pretty exhausting. There's a lot of walking back and forth. There's a lot of double work, like, you know, I'm doing this, that, and the other thing, and someone else is doing this, that, and the other thing and versus kind of everyone having their role and just kind of spreading out and doing it like, Hey, I'm going to trim these two yards. I'm going to trim those two yards. You know, another person's going to trim those two yards and you know, I'm going to mow these couple yards. You're going to mow those couple yards, like whatever. So if we had four people, we could do that. We could use two mowers spread out and start mowing the yards and two people can be trimming and edging like usual. If you haven't registered for the GIE Plus Expo 2021, then you can still save 50% off your registration with code VIPLCR. Again, just go ahead and enter in VIPLCR in the coupon code section, or you can click the link in the show notes of this podcast on the app that you're listening to. There's a link you click on it for the GIE Plus Expo registration and you get 50% off. And then we can all start kind of group regrouping towards the end and start grabbing blowers and, and start getting everything wrapped up. So that that's just one street. We could completely crush that street, reduce it down to, I think it takes us like three hours in this heat for those five yards, which is still pretty good, but we could definitely get down to two and a half if we weren't taking breaks constantly and chugging water and standing in the shade and all that. So this is kind of a model for any time of the year, whether it's freezing cold and we have to like warm up a little bit or it's burning hot and we have to cool off and then all everything in between, we're just flying through stuff anyway. But this is kind of a model for any time of the year, you know, when it's tough, it won't be as tough. And when it's not tough, it'll be super easy. So th that's kind of my, my thinking about that. It doesn't mean that this will, that that will be like the end all be all, but I, I I'm really excited about the idea and I really think that it's, it's it's going to be a fun time once I find enough people, right? Once once I get that that third employee, so the four of us can uh, start putting this into action. Hopefully sooner than later. Hopefully I can end the season in the last couple of months practicing this. You know, I definitely still want to get a truck. You know, next year um, when when hopefully I have you know a reliable. Uh, full time person crew leader so that I can do that. But in the meantime. I can roll with, you know, three part-timers if I have to, but even if I do find a, a full-timer between now and the end of the year, we can still 
go with this plan and they can kind of be helping me run the crew, run everybody. You know, they can be take their person and they go off and do their yards. And I take my person and go off and do my yards on the same street or around the corner from each other. And then we meet back up, you know, someone gets in the truck and drives and picks up the other folks. I mean, that's how the big commercial properties do it to a certain extent. Um, they usually park in one spot and, you know, the sometimes they'll unhook the trailer and the truck will drive around with a couple of guys and they'll go to different all the different common areas and do the trimming edging and then blow everything off while the other guys are on the grandstands or whatever mowers they're using and they're just riding around all all the main areas main roads and all that mowing everything um, and then everyone kind of converges back to where the trailer uh, was left and um, the truck gets hooked back up to the trailer and everything is loaded back up and and they're done with that commercial property so it's kind of i observe a lot of things constantly too, you know, whenever I'm out and about. Um, so I th- feel like a lot of that kind of influenced me too. And I'm just always thinking of new ways to get better, more efficient, kind of solve the problems that I'm in the middle of and um, just kind of get out of these kind of funks that, that, that are happening to all of us and getting these, these uh, dog days of summer and all that. But and utilize what I already have, really. So, I mean, I've got a great truck, a great trailer, great equipment, and the people that I have are great, but I, you know, could use one more. And, um, we can really see what we can do with that. See if we can divide and conquer and really get, get a new concept that I think is new. It's new for me, obviously. And I think it's new for a lot of people that might be listening, you know, and, and it's not like a, and I don't think it has to be like a, an emergency situation. I think this could be something that we could utilize, um, all the time. And again, it's only because, so back to route density, tying this all back together, um, is I can only do that because of route density that, that the insane route density that I have 20 something yards in one name, one HOA and 20 something in another HOA. And then the days in between are a couple other HOAs that we have, you know, half as many, like, you know, 10, 10, 10 yards in that HOA or whatever. And there might be a little bit more spread out, a little more driving or whatever, but we could still kind of still figure that out. But I, so I wouldn't schedule as many people on those days, you know, unless we combine those days or whatever. So it, it wouldn't be the, it wouldn't be able to work for all of the days, but it would definitely be able to work for two. So we could take a four day schedule down, or if I'm sorry, we could take a five day mowing schedule down to a three day mowing schedule. And I can even schedule three tens, right? Everyone can still get their 30 hours, work three 10 hour days, and it won't be as exhausting even in the heat because there'll be four people doing it on all three days or maybe two out of the three days. And then they either have the rest of the week off to relax and recover and have fun, enjoy the rest of their summer or whatever part of the season is in their life, holidays, whatever, so on and so forth. Maybe they have classes or in college or whatever, or, you know, they can help out on the team doing landscape maintenance, like trimming shrubs, aerating and seeding, doing leaves, all that stuff. So a lot of ideas have really been spinning up for me and how I can be more efficient. And it's, it's exciting. And, uh, you know, I, I had to go through a lot of the stuff the kind of trials and tribulations and the uncomfortable stuff that I went through um, over the summer to get to this point, to get to this mental evolution. Um, I, I'm a hundred percent confident of that. So that's just kind of the way life is like it, you know, uh, it prepares you for, for the new to, to level up. It prepares you for, for, for the new things to come um, so that you can handle them and you can, you can crush it. Um, I think I've heard Paul Jameson say in the past, um, you know, Big, uh, what is it? Big, um, big setbacks, um, big setbacks set up for great comebacks or something like that. Like a big, a 
big, uh, you know, what, 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 however it goes, but you, you, you get the, you get the drift, like setbacks prepare you for, um, comebacks. Like, I, I just like that idea like that. That's a really cool concept there. Like, cause, cause you're learning failure helps you succeed because you learn from that, right? Because you kind of learn what not to do and so on and so forth. So it's definitely, I believe, conditioned me to get to this point. And, you know, I'm excited about the idea and I can only do it because of the way that I have this super dense um, routes of, of, of neighborhoods so that we can just hang, spend, spend the time in those days, in those, uh, on those days in those neighborhoods and just knock them out and just divide and conquer. And I'm excited to give it a, to give it a shot. And I will definitely keep you guys all posted on social media and even maybe a follow up episode on, on the podcast, um, when I find more people. <laughs> so, but I, I believe I'm, I'm on the verge of that, you know, right now I definitely have some feelers out there. I'm talking to some folks. So hopefully there'll be some more exciting things to come with that. Um, and we can, we could see how it goes. But in the meantime, we're, we're just getting after it. Um, we got a lot of stuff going on. We're preparing for aeration and seeding season and, uh, you know, the GIE Plus Expo that's coming up in October. So thank you guys for listening. Like I said, short and sweet, I guess-ish. I mean, we're under 30 minutes here of me talking with uh, some other stuff added in there, some other great value added in. It'll be a little over 30 minutes, but that's kind of a short episode compared to what I normally do, whether it's IBG or I have a guest. So thanks again for listening and I will catch you guys on the next episode. This is Lawn Care Rookie signing off. Hey guys, don't forget to check out GPS Track It by calling 855-930-2323 or clicking the link in the show description. I'm going to be using this for my own fleet, so I'll be reporting, letting you guys know how, how it goes and my thoughts and opinions on it, but it's definitely something I've been looking at for my business as I grow so I can keep track of my fleet, uh, I can save money, cut down on fuel costs, etc., um, so make sure you go ahead and check that out so you can kind of see for yourself if this is something that you want to uh, check out yourself and, and use as well as following along on my journey while I report back as I'm using it. Hey guys, before you head out, if you could do me a quick favor and go on the podcasting app that you're listening to this episode on and click follow or subscribe, it would mean a lot. Thanks. This has been an LCR Media and Mr. Producer production.